This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Say this, say out loud, close your eyes. Jesus is all in all. Say it again. Jesus is all in all. Say the Bible says, oh, this is old time Bible stuff. This is good. Say the Bible says, in him all things consist. Say Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Say, Jesus is the one who is, the one who was, and who is to come. Say, he is all things and will forever be all things. Say, he descended and ascended so that he would fill all things. Say, Jesus does not give me anything. He is everything. That's why he said, my peace I give unto you. You don't have to say that part. My peace I give you. He didn't say, I'm going to hand you over some peace. He is peace. Yep, that's right. If you need it, you can repeat it. He is peace. My heart is my, I believe, the Holy Spirit's heart for the entire world is, is for the entire world to look unto Jesus. I want to talk to you tonight. Again, I told you we've started our one million year series on Jesus. That was just a few weeks ago I told you that, so we're on week three. <laughs> to quickly review, here's our wisdom, 1 Corinthians 1.30. He is grace, 1 Corinthians 1, 4. He is the power of God, 1 Corinthians 1, 24. Man, something's happening in this room right now. Your hearts are getting st stirred. He is righteousness, redemption, and sanctification, 1 Corinthians 1, 30 and 31. This is all review. He is our foundation, 1 Corinthians 3, 11. Let there be no foundation laid other than the one which has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. He is the divine revealer, 1 Corinthians 4, 5. If you're wondering why I'm giving you scripture, <laughs> just sit here for a while. He is our union, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. I like this one. He's the water, the rock, and the cloud. In other words, everywhere you look, you see him. It is meant to cause you to go wildly in love with him. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 4. He is bread. Matthew 26, verse 26. He is the king of kings. 
Revelation 19, 15, and 16. Tonight, I want to talk to you about the Lamb of God. Say, thank you, Jesus. Turning your Bibles to John 1, 29. Better get ready. I feel it stirring. I'm telling you. We need seatbelts in our chairs in our new building. And we will own our own building. As grateful as we are to be here, and we are so grateful, God will give us our own building. Look down at your Bibles or at your device. John 1.29, the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. Speaking through John, the Holy Spirit did not instruct us to take a minor glance at the Lamb. Neither did he tell us to look at him once. He instructs us here to behold the Lamb of God. In other words, the entirety of who we are, the eyes of our heart, the fullness of our attention, our passion, our obsession, is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus, hear me, is jealous for your attention. <laughs> because he's in love with you. And he's a worthy lamb. Say, Jesus is the Lamb of God. Now I want to back up here to Genesis 22. If you don't know where that is, take a hard left. It's the Old Testament, TJ. You're welcome. <laughs> Genesis 22, verse 8. How many of you know the story of Abraham and Isaac? You know that story? Well, it is about Abraham and Isaac, but it is more about Jesus. Why do I say that? Because Jesus said, the scriptures speak of me. Say this, the scriptures speak of Jesus. Say, my Bible is about Jesus. Let's keep doing this. This feels good. Say, my Bible is not about my Bible. Say, my Bible reveals Jesus. Now, Jesus said, the Scriptures speak of me. He's speaking of the Old Testament at that time because there were no New Testament Scriptures. So Genesis and every other book in the Bible reveals the Lord. It's really important to not get caught up, though they are truthful and beneficial, 
at a surface level. For instance, I've told you many times, Noah's ark is not just about boat building. Neither is the tabernacle about camping. It is about Jesus. It reveals Jesus. So Genesis 22 is a picture of Jesus. Let's begin reading at verse 8. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, or a lamb for a burnt offering. We know what happened. Abraham took his one and only, hear me, miracle son. His miracle son. Sarah was barren. The angel of the Lord that is Jesus, to all my prophetic friends, typically that points to the Lord, not your favorite angel. It just means messenger of the Lord or theophany or the pre-incarnate Christ. Of course, there are other angels in the old covenant, but here it is pointing to the angel of the Lord. He comes and speaks, and he says, you'll be with child. Abraham could not have a son. Sarah was barren. All of the sudden, she has a baby named Isaac that is a miracle baby and is from God. Now listen up. Listen up. You know you're stepping into a depth regarding the love of God when he begins to ask you for what he gave you. It's easier to give him your filth, your sin, your bondage, you know, pains in our body. Sure, Lord, take this one. Boom. Arthritis, yeah, take it all. Discouragement, yeah, yeah, take it. And how about when he goes, how about your ministry? Can I have that? How about your money? Can I have it? Ooh, let me say that again. If God doesn't own your money and all of your goods, he doesn't own all of you. How about your dream? Can I have that? How about your church? Can I have that? How about the breakthrough? Can I have that? And by the way, Michael, it's not your anointing. It's my anointing. So let that yield to the lordship of Jesus too. All of it, all of it. He's saying, I want it all. And so he comes to Abraham and says, I want you to put your son on the altar and I want you to offer him to me. Here's the question. Abraham could have said, or Isaac could have said, you gave him to me. And the Lord could have easily said, that's why I'm asking for him. The one who gave it to you is the one who has the right to ask for it. And the moment you say no, what he gave you could become an idol that would keep you from him. And God will not even share you, listen, with what he gave you. <laughs> If you bought your wife a purse and you walked in and she was snuggling up to it and kissing it, and then you asked for a kiss, and she said, no, no, I, mean, I got this purse. You got it for me. It's amazing. And all she did is talk to the purse and spend time with the purse and hold the purse's little strap instead of your hand. At some point, you'd go, hey, I bought that for you. Give it back. <laughs> the Lord can do that. You know God is offering the depths of the Spirit to you when he says, I gave that to you, now offer it back. That's a side note. That was for free. And that's the backstory. They climb Mount Moriah. Isaac puts wood on his back. Hold on. Isaac puts wood on his back and climbs a mountain. That just sounds a little familiar to me. 
could go really deep here, but I mean, I have three more minutes. Let me read verse 8 again. And Abraham said, my son, imagine Isaac sets up the altar, but they don't take a lamb with them. Abraham has his knife. They climb the mountain. There is no lamb. And Abraham says to Isaac, verse 8, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Oh, this is so good. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. If you were questioning who the angel of the Lord is there. Abraham was not instructed to offer Isaac to a random angel. He said, I know you fear the Lord because you have not withheld him from me. Oh, this is good. And then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its thorns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered up for a burnt offering instead of his son, and Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. Say, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Verse 15. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, in case you're wondering again who that angel was. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have taken because you have done this thing and not withheld your son and your only son. Look back at this amazing scripture. Look at verse 8. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself a lamb. Verse 11. Hold on. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. You missed it. Abraham said, don't worry. God will provide, a for, will provide a lamb. And the next voice Abraham hears is the voice of the lamb. You, yeah, you, that one. Okay, hold on here. By the Spirit of God, Abraham said, don't worry, God will provide a lamb. And the next thing Abraham hears is the voice of the lamb. You can't talk about the lamb and the lamb not come. And so Genesis 22 is this massive declaration that one day God would provide a lamb. Then you read John 1.29. Behold the lamb. John's saying, whoa, this is it. This is what Abraham heard. This is what he knew. This is the provision of the lamb. Caught in a thicket. Caught in thorns. Wearing thorns. Do you think it's an accident that most theologians would tell you that the burning bush was a thorn bush? Who was in the bush? 
Who was in the bush? Wearing thorns. Announcing to the world, I'm still sending the lamb. Say, Jesus is the lamb of God. It is the blood of the lamb. Well, you can say all you want, but you don't have to anymore. It's the blood of the lamb that protects you. It is the blood of the lamb that redeems you. Hear me. It is the lamb himself that is your food. Paul said he is Christ, our Paschal or our Passover lamb. When we come under the authority of the lamb like the Israelites did in Exodus 12 and live in their homes that are marked with blood, the death angel passes over. Say, Jesus is the Lamb of God. He is perfect. He is pure. He is holy. Stand your feet. I was going to give you more, but the Lord stopped me. Come on, lift your hands. David, help me. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Give us eyes for the Lamb. Give us eyes for you and only you. And pure and holy submission and addiction. We love you, Lord. And we love you. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.